set test. Alright, welcome back. Welcome back, gang. Man, to be continued, another to be continued. This is the saga. The that entire won't end. season is just <laughs> one long episode. And it all takes place in a snow globe. Actually, the whole thing. <laughs> Um, whew, I, uh, we, we both commented that we didn't have a lot of notes for this one. I was eating pizza while we watched, yeah. so I had that excuse. Sure, and that's a good excuse. And I actually said to you, take a lot of notes, I'm not taking notes because I'm eating pizza. Oh, no, my implication was that I don't have notes because nothing interesting happened. Yes. Corinne and Taylor are fighting, that's my notes. Yeah, I mean... It's, uh, we both agreed that they dragged out the haunted house thing for way too long. And listen, I was begging for them to, like, stage fake hauntings before it happened. Like, (laughs) I I really wanted them to make it look like the house was haunted and just do a cheesy, like, Saved by the Bell murder mystery style (laughs) thing. But then I deeply regretted that. (laughs) That wish. That's the one I'd like to take back. Uh, but I guess, once again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. talking in a very non-linear fashion. So we end, or we begin the episode... Um, but I the, see your confusion, because it's also the ending, yeah, where there would right. be a rose ceremony. Where you would naturally end yes. the episode. Exactly. Note to Harrison, I reiterate something I said last week, I do not like this format. No, and they did it again. Yeah, they did. not going to the rose mm-hmm. ceremony. Another pointless cliffhanger. But anyway. So we end right before the rose ceremony. Corinne and Taylor still just, like, like fighting. Here's what I'll say, though, is this episode was Taylor getting owned by Corinne. And I feel like this was what we wanted last week in a weird way, that, like, she was actually a little more in control like, she was very skillful at putting Taylor on the defensive and making it all about Taylor and making I, her look bad. I think that this episode, that they um, exaggerated any sort of need that she would have to do that. I think that Nick really still likes Corinne, and so the feud was kind of played up as a way to build tension, but I don't think the tension was there. I never ever once thought that he was going to keep Taylor and get rid of Corinne. Sure, sure. But so I, I think Corinne, it would have taken a large misstep by Corinne for Taylor to actually get that rose and for Corinne to be sent home. I agree with you that she she played it well. Yeah, she was very skillfully, like no, she I mean, turned. come on, let's no, not, I, let's not over-exaggerate. I mean, I do think she makes some little comments about how she's smarter than you think. And I actually do think that plays out, whether it's, it is emotional intelligence and that she knows how to manipulate <laughs> people's intelligence well, pretty skillfully. And I think you also saw I'm, she is definitely calmer around Nick when she has to be like, I feel like she can put on a mature act. Right, right. Well, and and, this... But that makes it tough because I'm like, who's, will the real Corinne please stand up? <laughs> May I have your attention please? Have your attention, please. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Um, like, I don't know if the real Corinne is, you know, the the seven-year-old trapped in a very buxom 22-year-old's body. Um, An inverse of like, the movie Jack. Yeah, ordering yeah. all this room service and just being ridiculous and has it's a like nanny. a Home Alone Two style situation with the room service. Or if it's really the Karen that 
interacts with Nick, who's like, I feel like I handle things in a mature way. I, I feel really good about it. Corinne contains multitudes. She does. I mean, that's what it is. She's none of us in this postmodern world. Who of us has a fixed and stable identity? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the lesson that we take from Corinne that Corinne wants us to get. The Bachelor has episode. always been very postmodern. It's true. A lot of uh, introductions to postmodern theory. Um, but I did like the quote from Corinne when they're battling it out still when she says, you have a stank face on your face. I'm I really that. liked that. I yeah, like that's that. we need to start using that with our daughter. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's the perfect comment for she how she looks of, yeah. about half the time. Um, you have a stank <laughs> face on your face. Uh, well, I want to go back what? to the, the Corinne thing, though, because... What I think we saw with Corinne and Taylor is the same thing we've seen recurring throughout. It was we recurred with Chad. We commented about this already. Whereas, like, Taylor let Corinne sort of take control of the situation. She went in to challenge her about her and left being very defensive, right, and and defending her own, like, position in the house. And I think she should have just shut that down. Yeah. Just been like, that's not what we're talking about. You know, I... Well, I think she just shouldn't have... She should not have challenged Corinne in the first right. place because, no offense, Taylor, but Nick was never going to pick pick you over Corinne. Right. You know who was topless in the pool, Taylor? Right. Who and was I topless think, in the pool? Um, that happens a, a lot on the show. Where I think someone, I don't know, like when she got rejected and she was like, "If Nick," or it was before, but when she said, "If Nick." chooses Corinne today, he's thinking with his dick. And I feel like, of course he is. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. What were you expecting? Um, They kind of wrap it up. It doesn't really seem like anything gets resolved. They just end up having to go to the rose ceremony. I like Christina, who already has a rose. Little Russian Christina. <laughs> Who and I? We are we even allowed to insult the Russians? No, publicly? they're listening to this now. Yeah, Putin is listening. on the other end. From Trump. <laughs> I think you were a very, very ineffective leader. Your decision making was absolutely terrible. Um, we're gonna get our green tea spiked with exotic poisons. <laughs> I think Christina just sounds very Russian when she because she's like. I say send them both home. Right. She's like, get rid of both of them. Send them to Siberia. <laughs> that was not a Russian accent, but whatever. Yeah. Oh. oh, Christina's here for other reasons. I'm pretty sure she's one of Trump's handlers. <laughs> <laughs> this is how she gets to him through ABC, right? Through the, the multimedia conglomerate. Um, yeah, so they have a rose ceremony. It's preposterously cold. That's another reason why Christina Yeah, you can was, see everybody's breath. Yeah. Christina Christina's handled it like so in well. a bikini. She's like <laughs> sweating. She's fanning this, herself. This is summertime in Russia. <laughs> Bring me a margarita. <laughs> That's what they drink. Yeah. yeah. Ice cold vodka. <laughs> These Russian uh, stereotypes are going to get us killed. I, I want to say, too, before we move on. From I, I forgot one more thing that Corinne does, which I think is really... I don't even know if she does this on purpose, but I have said before that she's channeling Courtney from Ben... Ah, Fla, yeah. Flahajanik's season. Fla, yes. Flanik, Fla, Ben, who dated Kris Jenner, that Ben. Um, Wait, what? Oh, Kris oh, Jenner. Yeah, yeah I right. get now the Jenner's confused. Yeah, Kris Jenner, yes. Nay, Kardashian. Yeah. Um, that... 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so she says, I am the queen. And then she says, I feel so good. Hashtag winning. Which, that was always Courtney's. She wouldn't say hashtag because people weren't saying that yet. But it was during the Charlie Sheen heyday. And Courtney would always go, winning. And and I love that. So, Corinne wants to emulate. Courtney wants to emulate Charlie Sheen. That's really a chain of role models Mm -hmm. to to position yourself Mm -hmm. with. Um, Astrid and Sarah get cut. I was a little surprised. Uh, so I thought Whitney, whom I do not believe we have heard a single word no. from. Yeah, she actually mimed every group date that she went on. Eloise, stop. No, Cattle Dog, stop chewing on that Santa toy. We're going to have to cut that. No, I'm leaving that. Um, <laughs> and Sarah, uh, I could have, I would have thought, uh, maybe Jamie. Like I'm kind of surprised Jamie stuck along right. this long. Um, who else? There are just a few. Ja- even Jasmine. I'm like, uh, does he even talk to Jasmine? Right. Um, so I don't. I thought that it was. It's getting to the point in the cuttings where you do know who everyone is. Yeah. And it's a little harder to figure out who he's going to cut. You called. I, I hate to embarrass you to a national audience, but you called that Whitney was going to get cut. And then she was the first Yeah, it was called. the first Rose call. My face was so red, so guys. Red, as red so red. So embarrassed. <laughs> that was a rare as misstep for you. red as the rose that he handed Whitney. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, that um, you guys don't get to, to watch with Anna. Maybe we'll have a watch with us party where select people can come to our home and watch. <laughs> Wells, uh, we're talking about you, big guy. <laughs> but Anna usually calls them in order, one by I one. Do. Boom, I can find them all pretty yeah. well. Although so this not was, Whitney, yeah, you rare sly bitch. <laughs> um, Sneaky bitch. Let's see. Uh, I feel like I had something else that I wanted to say about the about this rose ceremony. I don't know. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we... No, let's move on to Norlands. 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 As someone who comes from Louisiana... I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them, you know, going to a voodoo ceremony. <laughs> Isn't that what you do every Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, you win just every Sunday morning voodoo ceremony. So I just want to say one more thing about the Corinne Taylor feud, and then I, we okay. really can move on to the two Until it comes feud. up yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but I think something that's really, it's not interesting, but I just think that it's very apparent that all of the girls hate both of them. Yes. Like, yep. I mean,. Clearly, some of them have taken sides. Josephine, for some reason, is backing Corinne. Team Corinne. But yeah. really, for the most part, it seems like they're both insufferable. Right. Um, so I, I think that happens a lot on the two-on-one date. Um, for instance, when like Ashley, I, and um, dead fiancé girl. Uh, I can't remember her name. Her name might have just been dead fiancé I was going to say that became her legal name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she changed her name. Um, when they battled it out on Chris... Chris uh, Sewell's season, it, you're just like we don't. I don't like either one right. of you. Send you know, them home. send them both. Yeah, home. please go. Well, and sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. They really he drain. did in that. Yeah, that, they in drain the one. swamp. Hashtag mm-hmm. drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag make the bachelor great again. <laughs> Corinne, like Corinne dropping a. Yeah. You know, Corinne likes Trump. Make America Corinne yeah. again. Oh. It's pretty clever. Um, but yeah. What about so I, make I America great, Corinne? Great Corinne. Because you got to say, make America it great Corinne. Again. Great Corinne. Because no. you say, make America great again. It's not great again. <laughs> great comma again. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyway, all right, let's move back yes. to New Orleans. Uh, I want to say that this episode felt like it was particularly sponsored. We yes. get that like very lingering shot of the Marriott Hotel that they're staying in. And they're all like, this is so nice. Right. It's so cute. Oh my God, you guys, this is so cute. Look at this. We can stay here for only two twenty nine dollars a night. And then they're like, so we can't get over the fact that we're in these awesome penthouse suites. And then they're all jumping on the bed, which management is going to see that, guys. <laughs> you are not going to get your money back. So that's moment number one, where it feels, um, again, just very sponsored and like crafted to me. Right. Right. With very particular external shots of the hotel very that weren't blatant. even trying to be. Like, I felt like there needed to be a screen going across that just said, sponsored. Right, right. Um, Rachel gets the one-on-one, and I, despite Rachel getting the first impression, Rose, I had not been sold on her until this Right. Mostly just, I think, because we don't get to see her a lot. Right. Um, She had been on group dates, and she doesn't really... Other people are kind of stealing the show. Yeah. I really liked her. I think that she's wonderful. Well, here was my response. And I know it's all edited and everything, but it seemed like she was an adult in a room of children. I said... She's a a woman. mm -hmm. Well, and I said during their um, dinner that... I have a note that says that you, there's a big difference between her and Corinne. You can just tell she's she is more mature. Right. I mean, she I th- believe she's 31, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can tell that she has like a big girl job, yeah. and she takes care of herself. Right. That she's I mean, self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That she's she seems very smart. Yes. But I thought she was also like really fun, yeah. and I did think that they had good chemistry. They did. They do seem even to though have... Nick was like dorking it up he was totally dorking it up (laughs) well they do they seem to have like a sexual chemistry that wasn't readily apparent and i actually think this is the other thing we've been trying to emphasize with corinne is that corinne is forcing the sexual chemistry so much right and when it's natural it just happens right yeah right well and she i feel like she's rachel is not going to take any of nick's shit um you know i feel like she's more of a worthy partner it seems for in a marriage yeah. or a relationship. And I also think that, to me, Rachel, and to some extent, maybe like Vanessa, Danielle M., they seem like girls that would actually date Nick outside of The Bachelor. Like, they right. would actually, they would date. They could have a relationship. Like, come on, Corinne's really going to date Nick if he wasn't on this show? Right. No. Right. And again, it reminds me of Courtney and Ben. Yeah. Like, Courtney wouldn't have dated Ben Flonick if he hadn't been The Bachelor, and I don't think And she didn't really date Ben Flonick after he was The Bachelor. Actually, you know, they dated for longer than you would have thought. What, six months? I mean... A year? Some some of them break up immediately. Sure. I feel like they... I would have just assumed that that relationship was totally fabricated. So Uh they actually stuck it out longer than I would have thought. Okay. I want to read her book. I didn't know she had a book. She does have a book. How about tell that? All. We should Ooh. do Bachelor Book Club. Yes. That's that's coming for the lull in between the seasons. Yeah, yeah. Folks, everybody will tell you what book we're going to read, and everybody will read it together. Nerd alert. Yeah. This literary opus that Corinne has earned. It's my up. second book club. <laughs> <laughs> How will I squeeze in all the reading? <laughs> um. Okay, they eat a beignet, and Nick, I mean... Gets powdered sugar 
everywhere. It's like he's in I Love Lucy in like a beignet factory and he's like coated in powdered yeah. sugar. I mean, it's like that comical. And I also really like that Rachel is pretty clearly just like laughing at him. Right. I like right. that. Yeah, but that's Respect. what I mean. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's what would happen is I would get powdered sugar all over myself and you would laugh at me. And so I feel like that's why we identify with this, yes. this burgeoning relationship they've got going. Um, I will say it's so. Their version of the bagel drop. <laughs> uh-huh. I dropped my bagel on one of our first dates and yeah. Anna found it adorable. And that's really what our marriage rides on. Hey, do you want to go out on a date with me to Einstein bagels? <laughs> They're very smart bagels. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, they join a second line, which Nick does not know what it is. Rachel explains it to him. She says she's proud of Nick for having swag. Uh, I said that he was doing a lot of the white boy hip swing, which yeah. you're a fan of. Oh, yeah. So. I was doing that earlier this evening. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of... We went... That's really your signature That's right. Come move. on, Nick. No, we actually... I went to... Nick and I went to the same dance studio uh-huh. to learn that move. Yeah, we're both classically trained. White boys can't dance. <laughs> White boys can dance. That's the name of it. Um, yeah, they uh, they do the second line, um, and then they go hear some local okay, musician. You, but this annoys me. It annoys me that we're getting these scenarios in this season that, to me, feel set up. Like... Right. I mean, the second line was clearly, like... Well, no, not that. Up. That was obviously set up for them. Right. But, like, the running into Nick's old girlfriend yeah. in the last episode. And in this one, they're not like, um, hey, this band is playing for us. You right. know, it's not like the, we walk in and so-and-so is playing. There's a concert. Yeah, Chris Lane. Instead, they're like, oh, we hear this music and decide, hey, you like, you want to go check this music out? And then suddenly we're in a music video for whoever this Lolo girl right. is. And Billy Corrigan on drums. Yeah. yeah. And I just... It's obviously crafted, but they're not being upfront about right. it. We're not buying it, Harrison. No, I'm not We're buying not... Lolo's album. <laughs> We're not buying what you're selling here. I'm not. It annoys me. I wish they would rather just just be upfront about it. Yeah, just say here we and they usually do that. They're just like right. we have usually this they force for Nick us. to be like, I got to check something off my bucket right. list. I got to see Lolo in concert. <laughs> Everybody is so jealous yeah. that I'm seeing Lolo. They should have gone to that club that I threw up outside of uh, in New Orleans. That's a uh, historical landmark. Stray, Stray Cat, Cat, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good time, Nick. Check it out. Um, all right. So then Rachel has got this New Orleans story about being in a second line for a funeral of an unspecified person? Or was it her grandfather? Okay. Or I didn't write it down. Yeah. And then um, how this was sort of a life-changing thing. Um, That she made a decision during that second line to, like, live life by the fullest and not have regrets. And so then very meaningful for her that during this date they get to do a second line for like celebration right right with that white boy hip swinging yeah that was part of her resolution the last time around was i want more of that kind of dancing in my life mm-hmm. can people hear the cat do you think <laughs> <laughs> can our listeners hear the cat starving at the door i hope so um, Rachel reveals that her dad is a federal judge, which yeah. is badass. It is badass. Well, and like a, I googled him, and the first picture that popped up was him and Bill Clinton. Yeah, he seems like a real, uh, yeah, real, um, like, respectable figure mm-hmm. who I, it said would that he intimidate was, Nick. I, 
something first African American to fill like the Dallas seat. Oh wow! I mean, like, yeah, yeah, great. He, yeah. Um, so it doesn't take any shit. It sounds like right. Yeah, she said not not to ever call him what Sam, whatever his first name is. Yeah, well, and I'm guessing that he, she they have sort of like a daddy daughter. Like he seems to really prize his daughter though, based on she's like mm-hmm. I call him daddy. This sounds like a romantic comedy in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Was that Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac movie? I feel yeah. like it's going to be that. <laughs> Except um, with a federal judge. Nick says that he might be breaking the rules, but that he wants her to know that he's super into her. I yeah. thought it was really yeah. sweet. I yeah. mean, he does seem... I think Rachel is... She's going the long... She's in it for the long yeah. haul. And, I mean, we were also discussing, as pointed out by our friend Sparts, so credit to you, Sparts. I know you're listening... Um, that she would make a very good bachelorette. There mm-hmm. has been a lot of pressure to have an African-American bachelor right. or bachelorette. So they they could be grooming her yeah. for that role. Which I think would be great. I think she would be interesting in the role, and I think she would be up to it. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, and I also, I also feel like if this were just the show, it would just be kind of like a sweet little show. And, you know, it could be like two episodes and we could watch these people fall in love and then be But it's not it. because it's we not. have to go to the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. So what, they all go to this Haunted Mansion. Some... I just, can I just say, too, before we get to this date? Yes, please. That, thanks for spitting. I just spit everywhere. <laughs> no one could see that. You really blew my cool. Uh, so I just want to say that you can tell that they're all in... Louisiana because their hair looks like shit. Well, I need a window seat because this flower is wilting. (laughs) I I feel like it looked comically bad in some of these uh, scenes. What does Tinny have on her? Sorry, guys. The cat just came in and she's covered in some sort of... The cat is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) This animal is filthy. What what is wrong with you, cat? (laughs) Uh, but anyway, I, I, as someone who has battled Louisiana humidity and who has really never had a good hair day, uh, I, I well, really enjoyed, well, after I moved away, I did. I see what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, I appreciated that. All right. They go to the, the homeless house. I should know how I to missed say it. this. Yeah, I mean, that's, been, these are your people. He said yeah. it, and I realized I had been pr- mispronouncing it my it's whole life. It's pronounced hummus house? <laughs> they go and get Middle Eastern cuisine. <laughs> well, is that Ziki? <laughs> it's H-O-U-M-A-S, which I, in my mind, because that's Ellen's, Ellen lives on home. I don't know. Ellen, we need you to call in and tell us how to pronounce this street name. They go to the, I'm going to call it the Hamas house. Hamas. The Hamas totally house. incorrect. <laughs> they go and visit Hamas. I'm just going to be blatantly incorrect. Um, that ha- It's supposed to have a ghost of a little girl, May. May, yeah, who... Died in the house. Was looking for a creepy-ass doll that's in a glass case. The doll's right there. Right. I feel like. Stupid ghost. <laughs> what an idiot. Get it together, May. Um, the... Bartender slash caretaker that takes them around the house is named Boo. It's a little on the nose for my taste. Yeah, if your name is Boo, though, that's pretty much the job you've got. You either take a caretaker job in a haunted mansion, or you move next door to a family in the south and you teach them a good lesson about racism. When you're falsely accused of. Yeah. Now the cat is on the mic, literally on the She's mic. She's making love to the mic. <laughs> We're going to need to get a new mic. 
Um, they are all, Nick says there's a weird energy among the group. I said maybe because there's ghosts there. Maybe. This but Jasmine really, G is well, having Well, this really none of it. plays into what we've been saying all along on this season, which is that one right. of the girls is a ghost. Is a ghost, yeah. They're stealing our storyline. I know. Come on, we could write this. Uh, Jasmine, as you said, does not believe in any of it. The rest of the girls seem to kind of fall in varying levels right. of belief. Um, so yeah, there's a doll that they're not supposed to touch. There's a hat that they are no not supposed, supposed to touch. To wear. Jasmine puts it Jasmine on her head. Play. Good for you, Jasmine. Jasmine doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> if this were a horror movie, Jasmine would be dead. Well, um, yeah. But since it's actual life, nothing happens. <laughs> if this were a horror movie, they would all be dead. None of them have revealed themselves as a virgin yet, right? No. That's yeah. correct, yeah. I wonder if anybody's holding that card close to yeah. their heart. Close to their chest. Close yeah. to their V. <laughs> um, holding the V card. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you never know. Yeah. You You've got a few surprises left out. to whip yeah. out. You know what's a big surprise? It's Corinne. <laughs> She's actually never kissed a boy before. Uh, oh, that's this not season. true. Yeah. Um, no. Okay, so... Danielle M. is on the date, which I was uncomfortable with because Danielle M. has the dead fiancé. Oh, interesting point. And I thought that was a little tasteless on the part of The Bachelor. Yeah. Until Danielle M. and Vanessa use like their candles to try to conjure May and talk to the spirit world. Yeah. And, And... what they choose to ask her is, are we going to be safe at the next rose ceremony? <laughs> right. If you could ask anything <laughs> Daniel of M., the spirit world. Daniel M., who has a dead fiancé, yeah. <laughs> so she could have been like, is my fiancé at yeah. peace? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that she had to get really deep, but I was kind of like, all right, I don't feel bad that she's on this date if she's talk- trying to cross over to the right. other side. Not to talk to him, but to ask about her rose prospect. I also like the idea that the ghosts are like intensely interested in The Bachelor. Yeah, and are who like, isn't? Yes. Ghosts love The Bachelor. <laughs> Actually, half of our audience is ghosts. Our listening audience. <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> we see you. Actually, we don't, <laughs> but that's the point. Um, yeah, so they do things like they have a rocking horse that's rocking. They make it look like the portrait's eyes are glowing. I mean, They it's... do. So I would have been satisfied with two minutes of ghost shenanigans instead we get a full probably 20 30 minutes of the episode with like a chandelier falls they bring out a ouija board i mean it's like a really really bad i'm not even going to say that it's a horror film because it's not scary it's just a bad episode of the bachelor also very long this episode felt like it was three hours long yeah. I think the other thing about this group date is all of the girls that are on it seem like they get along. Right. So I think once you take, like, the Corinne or the Taylor out of the group date, they become a lot less interesting. Because, right. like, all right, they're all getting their time with Nick, and they're right. all get- nobody's stealing him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They're all supporting each other through the through the haunting. You know who stole him? May. May mm-hmm. actually cut in and said, can I have some time alone with you? <laughs> Anna's actually laughing really hard at that. You can't mm-hmm. tell. She's yeah. laughing silently. Yes, I am. I would prefer audible laughs so the audience at home <laughs> knows the reaction that I'm getting. She died when she was, what, eight? She died when she was eight. I'm so not saying it's a like sexual a... thing. I'm saying just... 
big she situation where a girl <laughs> goes sleeping with a 34-year-old yeah, man-child. We had that conversation when we Get rewatched line, Big May. Yeah, a couple years ago and realized that that is indeed exactly what happens yeah. on Big. Yeah. Um, we also flip what 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 Save that moment. <laughs> um, what was interesting in this little segment was that we get to go back to the hotel where we see presumably Corinne and Taylor preparing for the battle of the two-on-one yes. in very different ways. Yes. Corinne is taking a bath with a mask, mm-hmm. drinking champagne. Comically, a comical bubble bath. Like the bubble yeah. bath that our, our four-year-old would run. Yeah. Left oh, to her own sure. devices. Like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman yeah. bubble bath. Um, also ordering enough room service for like at least four people, maybe oh, yeah. more, maybe yeah. more, enough a, cakes a giant alone. plate of chicken wings, <laughs> um, which good for you, Corinne, honestly, like who else is running up this kind of She does on seem the like she's having a lot of fun yeah. on the show. Yeah. More power to you. Uh, Taylor is what I, I guess this is supposed to be the mature preparation for a two on one date. She's applying essential oils. <laughs> And she's surrounded by candles, uh, doing some sort of meditation, I believe. These are your people. She's from the Pacific Northwest. Right. Well, and she's got a master's degree, which she never fails to point yeah, never out. never fails. Yeah. Yeah. Newly minted. Well, she also later does that voodoo ceremony. She does. Which she invigorates her to go confront her Nick. spirit. Oh, man. This show is ridiculous. Anyways. Um. So they... Corinne and Nick and Taylor jet out or boat out to the bayou. Oh, are we done with the group date? Does anything else happen? No, not really. Yeah. Jasmine. They're all killed she does by an axe murderer. Yeah, so then they're all murdered right. by the ghost. <laughs> and uh, Corinne and Taylor end up together. Does yeah. he give out a he gives out a rose on yeah, that date? Yeah, right? to uh, what Christina? No, no, no I mean we we watch this M. very carefully. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no, we got to talk about this. I'll tell you what else happens on that date. Raven says, I love you. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. She uh, does. I want to say I called that. In our Bachelor in Fantasy League. In our Bachelor League. Fantasy League. I had Raven and scratched her out, which is infuriating to me. <laughs> I should have gone with my gut on this one. Yeah, and she like blurts it out on accident. She basically. says, I said, I said I love you a little too soon, but I said it, whatever, I own it. <laughs> my raven that's a good that's raven. So raven well and you notice alexis gets super into these southern accents she's like we're going to louisiana yeah. y'all which yeah. is not not correct did you catch my that's so raven i did catch okay. your that's so raven yes oh no it's it's there i appreciate yeah. that um i don't i feel like we don't get enough alexis i really like her. oh yeah I was digging that Nicolas Cage thing at the end. Oh, yeah. I Nick. thought that was hilarious. Nick puts on a Nicolas Cage mask. I want to see more mask. of that. Yeah, more antics that aren't like ghost, fake haunting right. based. Um. So Raven says, I love you. And then she gets uh, kind of... Um, she, she feels like it's a bad sign that Nick didn't give her the rose. I think she kind of uh, expected to get uh, it after yeah. ma- such a big moment. And to his, um, you know, to in all fairness to Nick, he seems kind of, I feel like he, it doesn't even register with him that he, right. that she says it because it is kind of, she just like blurs right, it out right. and um, it is kind of awkward. Yeah, no, it is a little awkward. There's also the, um, 
what Christina does that fortune telling where she predicts who will get the rose. Christina does? Yeah, who is it? The, no, no, again, the Russian. Who's Which one is the Russian? Christina. Yeah, she has like a um, fortune telling moment. What? Yeah, where she's like, someone will get the rose. Oh, who, where she was. She, she's was early fortune telling. No, she's clairvoyant. She's clairvoyant. Absolutely. Among her not. other powers. No. Yeah, she's that's just something ta- that KGB taught like, her how to do. <laughs> She's like, I feel like it'll probably go to someone that he wants to reassure. No, it's a it's a flat out. I'm, I'm looking in my crystal ball. <laughs> That's how I saw it. And then she stared at it someone going and she killed it with her bring mind. Bring me more vodka. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna die. Uh, Sorry, um, Russia. I don't I really listeners, if y'all wanna weigh in, I do not remember it being presented as a clairvoyant as a moment, moment of at clairvoyance. All. Well I thought it was like in line with the haunted house thing. Like that supernatural things are afoot. Maybe I wasn't watching yeah. You were oh, eating pizza. Oh, strange things are afoot <laughs> in this haunted mansion. Um Okay, you wanna move on to the two on one? I do. I tried. I tried before I made an ass yeah. of myself with this clairvoyance thing. Um, all right. So this Bayou date, it seems like the entire date. So I would be a little mad because if you're Rachel, you get to go prance around the streets of New Orleans. Or some people you get to dance with the Backstreet Boys. Here they've just taken them to the bayou. I mean, mm-hmm. there's this voodoo angle, but really it's just like, no, that's, here's a skeleton. But that's what the two-on-one dates have become. Um, is Wilderness we're gonna, treks. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We're going to pick two um, two people that everybody hates on the show and probably want to see them get rid of both of them. Mm-hmm. Or at least one of them. Two right. people that have a feud. That's why, like, I think it was so overplayed when they come out with the two-on-one card and everybody's like, who's it going to be? Right. And they're all acting like they're super relieved when it's not their name. Right. You, I mean... Everybody knew it was going right. to be Taylor. Well, and they also and were Corinna. talking about it when the knock on the door came. So either they're always talking about that, or that was staged. Um, but yeah, if you... Kelsey, that's the girl's name who went on the date with Ashley I. So Ashley I and Kelsey get sent to the Badlands with Chris Oh, Sewell. right. Um, as Man, far, I love that one. Well, as far yeah. back as Guard and Protect Guy yeah. getting left on the middle of that... A glacier. If we hadn't seen him again in Bachelor Pad, I would think he was still there. When I was flying in the helicopter over this amazing city, I looked to my left and never saw something so pretty. <laughs> yeah. On that glacier. <laughs> Um, Ch- Chad and Alex yeah. get taken to out in the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. wilderness. Right. But Chad just finds his way home. Like, he does that whistle. Yeah, he eats a, a bear, kills a bear. He does with the his Hunger hands. Games yeah. whistle. See, that's the two on one date is when Olivia got left on that Bahamian hurricane. Oh, right. That's what they do. They yeah. they put you in a what they would consider a you know harsh environment, and then you get left behind. How long until Bear Grizz is, or whatever, what's that guy, Bear Grylls? What's his name? And I know it's not Bear Grylls. <laughs> it, it needs to be Bear Grizz. Uh, so whenever the, Bear Grizz comes. Of, of Miss 
of Ms. McGriss from the Berenstain yeah. Bears. I really think how that's long what you're until Ms. McGriss <laughs> is taking? Now, how long until what Bear Bear Grillis? Yeah, but he's not Bear Grills. No, look at it. it's G R Y L L S. Bear Grills. Bear Grillis. There's no I at the end. Bear Grylls. All right, well, maybe okay. you're right. Uh, Bear Grylls is an adventurer. I don't know. Anyways, Ms. how McGriz. long until Ms. McGriz is taking <laughs> them out on these dates and just, like, leaving them to die? That's going to be in a couple of seasons. I feel like that joke took a, took way that more was a time lot of, than it needed. Yeah. Boy, that Bachelor has a lot of dead air. <laughs> this show is full of wasted time. Um, they ride a little motorboat down into the swamp. They are uh, watching a voodoo ceremony, which I actually thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well. It's a spell. Hell makes me want to shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, and then they get to do, they have a, a, like, voodoo priestess there that's going to do a tarot card reading for them. She ends up having to do it separately because there's really toxic energy and a lot of tension and she's like i can't do this together right i thought that nick was gonna stay and listen to the reading i did too which is why that was the only part when i was like oh they might like she might call corinne out and then nick would be like hey wait a minute this voodoo priestess says you're no good (laughs) (laughs) instead they go and make out and taylor gets told that she's intuitive and again bugs are swarming corinne yes I don't know what the deal is. She's the devil. Yeah. Um, the t- the tarot card reading woman tells Taylor that she needs to, quote, move on from a toxic situation. Instead, Taylor really digs her heels in and seems right. determined to stay on the show. <laughs> um, it says that she there's someone that who has who's very cutting with her words that Taylor should not be engaging with. Right. Good advice, voodoo priestess. Who could it be? Yeah. <laughs> it's a mystery. Corinne... On the other hand, gets told what? I don't remember. What did Are I you even her? taking notes? At yeah, this no, point? I have notes. Yeah, I have her insulting Taylor later. I don't. I have her saying this butt doesn't belong in the swamp. Is that what she's told by the voodoo priestess? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does the voodoo priestess tell her? I just have that she asks her for a voodoo doll. That right. Corinne. Don't. What does she say to her? She's like, uh, you can speak sharply sometimes. Yeah. Right. I don't know you. Or like that she's very passionate, but that sometimes it can be. Overwhelmed. She says like one thing that could seem mildly insulting and then it cuts away. So it, right. they imply that the tarot card reader is like really laying into Corinne. Right. And it's not true. And then Corinne asks for a voodoo doll. And gets one. Taylor says that their relationship, and I can't remember if this is before or after she gets cut. I'm guessing after. The relationship will be built off of whipped cream and lies. Yeah. No, that's, and, uh, hey, that's, I like half of those I things. mean, relationships have been built off <laughs> right. a lot less. <laughs> right, at least you get whipped cream. Yeah. I mean, most relationships is just the lies part. Um, oh, society, take that, relationships. I'm cutting that, that's a stupid line. No, stupid. we're leaving that that's, in. Let's get back on track. No! <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue, continue on. Um... Taylor stays, so you think that she's... No, we're, keep, we're keeping that. I'm taking uh, unrelated notes. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Um, you think that she's going to 
go home, right? Right. Because she's been cut from the show. Yes. Instead, yeah, she gets cut, but yeah, she what stays and undergoes some sort of voodoo transformation. Uh, not in Trump's America, Taylor. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> she eats a pig's heart. Yeah. I actually thought, I mean, this is a stupid thing to say, but I actually thought, like, the voodoo scenes that were not as comically ridiculous as they could have been. Seemed like know? they were trying to be respectful right, of right. it. Yeah. Which is good since they're basically like engaging in a religious ceremony. Right, on exactly. The show. It would be like if you it's went just to like, like the time a... that they made them do that two on one date in the um, cathedral and then they had a communion. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a really great, insightful mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. The the loser who got cut went and took communion and then that inspired them to go <laughs> rage against the winner. Yeah, and then so we have a, a cliffhanger where it looks like Taylor is going to go interrupt. They show her, date. like, stalking through the streets of New Orleans, and she says, I'm not going to go home without speaking my piece. Yeah. I will say, I mean, they're very good at making the next episode look amazing. The next episode looks pretty good. It does like, look pretty Nick good. Nick is crying. Yeah. Um, somebody says, I never thought two people would go home. Yeah. Which could mean nothing. Like, sure, right. And they did it. like, and sure enough, <laughs> Corinne came back. I never thought that Taylor would kill Corinne. And she did it. <laughs> so, um, I, don't, I mean, I think both of us were a little underwhelmed yeah. by this episode. It seemed like they were dragging. That this... This episode, and I'm guessing what happens in the next one, could have been a single episode. And instead, they decided to play Haunted Mansion for... 30 minutes of it. Yeah, no, that's a good point, because they have to fill it with something. So, yeah, I guess what I want to say is that, you know, my feelings on this episode are to be continued. I'll tell you next week. Oh, cliffhanger. At the end of tonight, I'm not just your average Joe, but I hope in my hindsight, I'll see and find a rose. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty intense stuff. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.